You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I am Andrew DeWolf. And I am Liz Estin. And ho, 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 and welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I get Andrew and Liz to like musical theater, but Christmas. You let the Christmas in, Andrew. You open the door oh and let the Christmas God, in. Oh the Christmas. And joining us. Every with, year. Yeah, the, 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 the sleigh bells are just coming on in. And walking through that door with the Christmas, I had a bunch of Foley here. Um, it's our good friend from the YouTube channel, Laura Crone. It's Laura Crone. Hello. Yay. Hello. Uh, how did you do in the Christmas wind out there? Oh, it's just, it, it's so chilly, and, you know, walking in here, it's just like a big Whimsical, blast of, like, a wind. yes, a wonderful uh, fireplace warmth, just right in the face. Santa, <laughs> Jesus, everything. <laughs> but most of all, the World's Fair. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> when I think Christmas, I think most of the film taking place in other seasons. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited Laura's here for this. And Laura, I want to add this this context. You are the second person in the history of the show to successfully invite themselves onto this show. Hey. Um, it has only happened <laughs> one other time before, and it was with our first guest, guest ever, Brent Black. And there have been many who have tried, and most times it's just people like, hi, I don't have anything, but I have this to say to tell you how you're wrong. And you were just like, Okay, I see your poll. I have a lot to say about Meet Me in St. Louis. <laughs> and it I, was like... <laughs> I did not think that was going to go anywhere, but I was also just like... Uh, recently met new people, and the final impression I left on them was going off on an impassioned tirade about this movie. So I was like, I really... Oh, no. I, I cannot oh, no. not just throw this out there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It was the sweetest message ever, and now having watched the film, because when I did that, I had not seen the film, I had not seen anything of it. I've I've heard the songs, I mean, we all have, but right. n- now having experience made me in St. Louis, it's going to be a fun talk, I've got a feeling. But yeah. 
If you haven't picked up what we're talking about this week, we are talking about the movie musical Meet Me in St. Louis. Cue the music. St. Louis is a musical written by Irving Brecher and Fred F. Fickelhoff, um, with music and lyrics by Hugh Martin, Ralph Blaine, and Arthur Freed. Fred Figglehorn? Fred Figglehorn. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't that be a twist in Lucas Crookshank's career? Um, based on the novel Meet Me in St. Louis, which was released in 1942, two years before this film premiered, um, the film premiere was held in St. Louis on uh, November 22nd, 1944, and following at the New York Astors Theater one week later. The plot of Meet Me in St. Louis, according to Letterboxd.com, is in the year before the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair, the four Smith daughters learned lessons of life and love, even as they prepare for a reluctant move to New York. Um, all right. So I'm willing to bet Liz, Andrew, me, first time watching this ever for this show. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because Christmas... Definitely. Okay, I want Laura's first experience with Meet Me in St. Louis and what it means to her, if you guys don't mind, because that is going to be the meat I've got a feeling. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Go off. Go off. I want to know if Go it's off, positive queen. or negative. I'm, I'm genuinely curious what the opinion is here. Uh, it, is, it is positive. I'll spoil that. Um, yes, okay. this was... Um, I don't remember exactly when, but I was uh, like a relatively young teenager um like i think i might have even been in high school already um and just my mom came home with this dvd like i guess it had been on sale somewhere and she was like i love this movie and we've never watched it and so like we're gonna watch it um and it very quickly became like an every year watch for me and my sisters for a period because it was (laughs) this like because a lot of the movie doesn't take place at Christmas, it's like a Christmas movie that you can watch early. Because um, we were we were like very Christmas spirited in our house, but it was also like, well, you can't start too early or else you'll like ruin it, and then it won't be fun by the time Christmas rolls around. So right. this was like around Halloween, you can watch Meet Me in St. Louis, and like it because it it part of it takes place at Halloween. There's a big oh, yes. bulk of it at Halloween, so wow. like. Yeah, and then it's it's sort of like the first Christmas movie of the season was its place in my life for a time. Okay, that makes sense because we're I, I watched it like three days ago and I wanted that familiar experience. So I went to my parents and I sat them down and made them watch Meet Me in St. Louis with me. Ah! Ooh, they were not <laughs> impressed with this film. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Uh, and they're like, really? That's where the trolley song's from? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a lot of songs that you're like, wait, this is where that's from, huh? Or this is like, it's in here anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but me, I I liked it a lot. 
I like want to clarify that um, in the same way that I love Judy Garland's A Star is Born, where I have to contextualize it and be like, you know, that African song they sing, maybe not that cool to be doing. But you know what? In the context, eh, it's fine. I can fast forward it on rewatches. Um, there's so much to love about the very specific things about this and the behind the scenes, of course, with. You know, this is where Judy Garland met, like, the father of her daughter, um, Vincent Minnelli. And I think Liza is on the record of saying no one shot her mother better than Vincent and no one did it better than in this film. And I, I have to agree. I, per everyone's recollection, I know Judy Garland was going through a lot of a lot of personal and physical issues making this. But by all accounts, it was the happiest time of her life in a very not that happy life so i feel those things in the film um and taking all those things into context and make this a very interesting time capsule of a film um that being said um laura i i am amazed that you watch this every year what do you notice every year every time you rewatch it um you know I think, like, well, I mean, so there's just, like, certain definitely, like, Judy Garland performances. Like, I, mm. I was watching it, uh, just watched it last night for actually the first time in a little bit. And, yeah, just, like, like the trolley performance is just incredible. Like, it is just, she's just electric. Um, mm. And, yeah, I remember watching, like, there was, like, a featurette that like there was some point in that performance that I guess I, I don't know if it was the take that made it in where like she said the wrong words. Uh, like <laughs> she said at some point like thump 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 when it should have been like buzz 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 or something. And like everyone just looked around at each other and was like, oh we don't care. Like we're using it anyway. Because <laughs> she's like she is just on fire. Like yeah and I think that I don't know that one's just like a real kind of encapsulation of what I do love about this movie so much, which is that it's, it's, it's just like, it's a very small story. Like it's really, it's, it's a story about, or I mean, like, obviously like it takes place over basically an entire yeah. year. So it's not small in that sense, but it's so small in the sense of like the stakes, like it's, it's about people whose life is pretty good. Um, and, and like who all like each other and like nothing really bad happens to them. They don't but, want to move. Yeah, that's their main conflict. That's it. But well, and like that's the thing is it just it just really elevates like the drama of these mm. things that are like that feel like the biggest thing in the world when you're living through them. Like mm. being a kid and like impressing the other kids or like being a teenager and having a crush or like having to move away from your hometown and it's just like these things just feel like just the drama of every how big those things feel really comes through um in just like so much of like i mean the not just the songs themselves but like the score is just going to 11 the whole time <laughs> and just so many of like the the these incredible physical gestures that people will do are like just elevated enough and just like every little beat of uh, like the lamp lighting scene where it's just like you see like every single step oh, yes. of this like in this incredibly mundane thing that they're doing but like you just notice every inch of like how Judy Garland is feeling in that moment and i i just i just really love that like the emotions are just so dramatic about literally nothing 
Um, I agree. Uh, and I'm impressed with this movie and baffled by this movie. So I, we've talked on this show about things like uh, The Wizard of Oz or It's Wonderful Life, which were horrendous flops upon first release um, and would go on to be like Hold Classics, big historical films. Um, whereas this was an amazing success when it first came out. Like, was truly hit the zeitgeist and was everything that the post-war kind of world needed. Um, that being said, um, I don't know if it's aged as well as some of the things that Fall were off. more flop. L plus ratio. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you've said that, Andrew. What did you think of Meet Me in St. Louis? I think it's a really interesting movie. Um, I don't think I think it's bad, but I do think you have to be in the right mood to watch it. Because it's kind of like there there really is nothing happening, you know? Um, in, in a certain way, it could just get boring while you're waiting for the next song. <laughs> but I kind of feel this way about holiday movies in general. They're always so, like, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Where it's just like, you're just there for the vibes, you know? I feel like, like that's a case mm, for this Polar is... Express and stuff like that, too. Yeah, like yeah. Polar Express, it's like, you're, you're there to just be like, yeah, this is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's basically like, movie equivalent of a desktop background. <laughs> in a way. It's like one of those. Um, it's like one of those fireplace. Uh, like oh yeah, fireplace things you put on your yeah on your TV. It's I mean it's a little bit above that because there is really like I don't want to like insult it because there's like impressive musical numbers in here. Um, that like when you get to those, it's like all right, everyone pay attention. It's time. But then <laughs> between that, it's like all right, we're waiting for a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like the most dramatic waiting for a phone call you've ever done. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? They're waiting for a phone call. And then they get the phone call and it's the biggest letdown of <laughs> the universe. It, it feels like a joke, but the punchline is on the audience. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can hear you fine. What did you say, Warren? Nothing. I was waiting for you to talk. <laughs> it's kind of iconic, honestly. <laughs> it, it it's it's the type of movie that they would make in like the forties or fifties, and they wouldn't make it now, you know. But it, that I would love it if they made it now. I would love any film just going through and turning off lights for like twenty minutes. That would be yes. lovely. But, but could you imagine like Disney or something putting out a movie like 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 you? It wouldn't happen. It would be like, nah, there's gotta be, like, something bigger that, Scuttle's like, goes gotta on. rap! Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really, like, quaint? I don't know. <laughs> um, there are things that I think are still amazing and impress me to this day. Specifically, the performance of the young girl that played to Toots? Tootie. Um, Tootie. Yeah, she's incredible. She's still alive. I looked it up. Yes, she oh. is. She gives Margaret interviews. Margaret O'Brien. 
she is still very charming, still tells stories like, oh, Judy Garland was quite a lovely girl to me. She was going through it, but always put time aside to talk to me like I was a real actress. Um, <laughs> and how long the days were. She did but a good she job, I think. Had only, she could only work six hours a day. So she was like, oh, I got off easy than most people. But she's like, as soon as she's on screen, she's electrifying and saying very modern kind of weird kid things, like things you would expect in like a 2010s kind of style comedy and they shock you more because they're in a 1940s film one of my favorite (laughs) just like right at the beginning when she's on the the ice delivery wagon and she's talking about her doll and she's like she has four fatal diseases and the the driver the driver's like and it only takes one. <laughs> like, it is like it really does feel like you could you could put that joke right into a Marvel movie, and it would it would fit right in. Um, do you do you think that when this was made and when this came out, it was more apparent that it was supposed to be a movie about like forty years before when it came out? Because watching it now, I I was like, wait. When was the St. Louis World's Fair? Oh, it was 1904? Well, so this isn't a movie that takes place in the 40s? <laughs> that's funny you bring that up because this is based on a very popular book at the time that it, it would be like, what's a very famous book? Like Gone Girl. Like we all kind of know what Gone Girl's about before the movie is, is around. It's basically yeah. adaption of a young adult novel uh, in the zeitgeist. Um, yeah. What do you think about that, Laura, about how contemporaneously things are represented yeah i i think it's really interesting uh from that angle um i i don't know enough really about like either time period to really kind of like (laughs) actually identify things but (laughs) like it, it, it is so interesting to look at it and know that like you were looking at 1944's conception of 1903 uh, I I don't remember if those years are exactly right, but like somewhere in that ballpark. Um, it, and just just things like, you know, it, thinking about that, it's so interesting to look at it and like the scene where they're like tight lacing their corsets and be like, how like we're already at a point when like nobody's wearing corsets anymore. I I believe. Um, and so it's like how much of that is true and how much of that is like the myth making of like oh this is what we assume like wearing a corset is like um and just just a lot of those little things about like yeah but it's also like it's such a weird span of time right like because it's it's a little too far to be like your classic nostalgia cycle like probably a certain number of people who were watching this movie when it came out like would have had a living memory of you know those years but not not a large chunk of them um and certainly not probably like Mm. the target demo i mean i would i would guess i don't know for sure but you see the distance between when that this story takes place in 1904 and it's released is the same difference between 1983 and right now (laughs) but 80s nostalgia is actually like 90s nostalgia because we're we're looking at the stuff from the 80s that people watched in the 90s and we're nostalgic for that i don't think we're actually nostalgic for the 80s i don't know i don't know it's weird um i i i have i i have no really recollection of how this film is represented but like the budget to budget to box office ratio is baffling on this film like Mm. in a in a way to this day it is still so impressive so 
we had re-releases to account for, but its budget is like 1.8 million, and after all its re-releases and everything, it made 12 million eight hundred eighty-three thousand one hundred and eight dollars, which is 12 times its budget. Yeah. I don't even think the Avengers could pull that off. But Meet Me in St. Louis, a film worth a 20-minute segment that no one will be seated for about turning off lights. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah they, they will. will. I'm telling they you. you it, it, like, if you've been a teenager and you've had a crush and you've, like, been trying oh, yes. to get that crush to kiss you like yeah. that I mean, that's really like it's it's turning off the lights but like it it's a scene about whether he's gonna kiss her or not like yeah and, and it is like i i don't know i'll i'll defend that forever. i will also defend that oh i have yeah. no <laughs> issue with it at all um i think it's wonderful i just think it's a um, 12 times its budget <laughs> you know that's yeah. the yeah. In, <laughs> insane part um but now that you brought up like being in love and all those feelings, let's rank the men of Mimi and St. Louis. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, we're going to have to remember which Wait, one's I, which. Oh, not, no. I know. Uh, okay, I have the cast list up, so we're fine. Okay. So, um, so I think the first one we need to talk about is John Truitt. The man, Truitt. I have no idea what his uh, feelings are at any moment. A lot of his main actions are done off screen. Wait, which one is this? He Judy is the Garland's one. man. Yes. The one that lost his tuxedo playing basketball and also may have saved Tootie from getting run over by a train. But we don't see that. But he also may have attacked her. But we don't see that either. Um, no, he, he put doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He He shoves her in the woodshed so that the police don't. Get right. her in trouble. Yeah, he's for, trying to protect. Get it for derailing the train. <laughs> that that was actually I've seen this movie how many times, and this was the first time <laughs> I actually caught that. That that's that's what happens. Is so he did like there there are legitimate like scrapes and bruises that may have been from him, but it's because he was trying to make sure the cops didn't find her. <laughs> I mean, anytime I think about John Truitt, I think about Ball's life. That boy loves basketball more than anything else in his life. Anytime yep, he's talking about anything, it's all basketball. That's another one of my absolute favorite lines from the movie. Is, I don't hate you. I just hate basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I've been thinking about that line for like an hour. <laughs> yep. yep. I really thought the grandpa was going to offer his his suit to, to the boy. That would have made sense. Just, that would have made so much sense. He was just no. like, my suit wants to go out. My yeah. suit wants to. And then it's like, oh, but I'm also going to wear it. Like, I want to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be your date. <laughs> I will assist you in cucking your friends um, by ruining their dance card, Judy Garland. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was what that about? Was the dance card scene? <laughs> she's having the worst night. Like, she thought she was going to have the best night, and she's suddenly having the worst night. It's, it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's the smallest drama, but it's so mm. dramatic, you know? And it's so I mean, funny how petty it is. Yes, yes, so petty. <laughs> I think we got Grandpa next. Grandpa, I think, is top tier. I think he's the oh, best yeah. man Grandpa's in the movie. Grandpa's number one. Grandpa's yeah. S tier. <laughs> um, dad, I think, yeah, I mean, is F tier. Yeah. Uh, dad, dad is... The dad sucks. I hate yeah. dad. The dad is the antagonist, like, straight up. He's <laughs> he the reason is. they're leaving. Yeah, like, <laughs> legitimately, what this movie actually is about is, like, a patriarch having to learn that maybe he should listen to the women and, or, like, any of the people whose lives he is entirely mm. responsible it's for. Like, not even... Maybe he Just should the women. Sort Everyone of, doesn't want to leave. Yeah, yeah. Like he should take <laughs> some of their feelings into account a little bit. And even then, he still convinces himself it was his idea. <laughs> you know, 
forget, like, the brother felt like a twist halfway through. I'm like, wait, who is this guy? Yeah, they, yeah, they have a brother. <laughs> the brother is, like, mid-tier, like, at most. Like, he is almost not the, a character. The brother, yeah, no. Does yeah. he even appear on screen? I don't remember. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. And then, I think the other uh, one was Warren. Sheffield, the phone call guy. The, the phone, call guy? phone call guy. Yeah. Phone call D D tier. D tier for phone call. <laughs> <laughs> no, A tier for build up. The build up, like it is worth it for that joke. <laughs> it is very hilarious when he's like, "Hello, can you hear me? I only got a couple minutes on this long distance phone call." It felt like an advertisement for long distance phone calls at a certain point. It's like, isn't this long distance phone call amazing? Like that's the that's the like watching it from like the 40s looking back on 1903 <laughs> is like oh this would have been a new thing and like nobody knew that they, they would have talked need to yell on the like phone this. <laughs> it's long as it's like we're call. in another room <laughs> <laughs> but truly the only alpha in that house is katie the maid <laughs> so yeah. that oh. is the number one also, lesbian icon. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was my first catch of, I'm, I mean, not really, obviously, but like when you're watching it from this year of Our Lord, it is very like, oh, she's having trouble with her husband. Him being a man. Like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to say there's some really good lines from her. Like, oh God, I'm trying to recall the exact phrasing, but it's something like, hey, he goes out and he works hard for us. Let us pretend he has control over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some great individual lines here. Um, it is very vignette Like, don't go in here mm-hmm. expecting, like, a proper plot. It isn't that kind of musical. It's more like a bunch of things happen. It's, I, I feel it's like watching a Richard Linklater film, but in the 40s. You just kind <laughs> of go for the vibes and enjoy yourselves. Um, and truly, like, considering... I still think every movie that ever got made, even the terrible ones, are a miracle. This one especially seems like a miracle, um, considering that Judy Garland was, I believe, sick for 13 out days, which caused a lot of issues in filming because she's basically in every scene. So they had to expand their budget, expand their shooting time and all of that um, because of basically uh, the addiction she was dealing with. Um and having to adjust around that, which is so depressing, um, especially because of how wonderful she is in the final film. Um, but I can't help but notice how thin her arms are and like like the deeply unpleasant kind of dark side behind the scenes, too, which also struggles with The Wizard of Oz and things like that, especially um, A Star is Born. Um, hate to bring the vibe down a bit, but <laughs> uh, those are the things about early Hollywood that makes it hard to romanticize. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck being a downer. How about we compare our opinions to those of the real critics over on Letterboxd.com? It's time for previews! Letterbox game! Laura, do you remember how this game goes? Yes, I think I do. I think I'm, I'm not gonna have to sit there for a <laughs> silent two minutes this time. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What? Did that happen last time? Yes, yeah, I, I completely so. forgot that it was my turn to answer a question, and I just <laughs> sat there. <laughs> well, this pretty is sure the... it all got edited out, but yeah. Yeah, it probably got edited, so you're fine. I, I remember, case... though. 
in case this is your first time listening to musicals, which is here how the game goes. I am reading, or Liz and I are reading, real Letterboxd reviews that exist on Letterboxd.com, and they are either a one-star or a five-star review, and both Andrew and Laura will have to guess whether they're one-star or five-star based on the review alone. Um, Laura, do you want to go first? Sure. I'm going to be on Laura's team. I, you always get the guest, Liz. I want to no. be on Laura's team. How dare you? I know. Give me the easy fine. ones. We'll be on Andrew's we'll win. team. Andrew's nice sometimes. Come on. No, I'm on Andrew's team a lot. Okay. Laura, are you All ready? All right. <clears throat> I'm ready. I was meant to be a woman singing alongside a piano. Oh, that's got to be five stars. That is correct. Yeah. Dang, I was supposed to get the easy ones. Come on, how am I supposed to cheat? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get back into it. You know. <laughs> are, are you ready, Andrew? I'm ready. I'm ready. John has so much riz. Does he though? I don't um, think he does, but he just hates basketball. No, no, she hates <laughs> no, he basketball. Likes basketball. He loves basketball. <laughs> he loves getting beat up by girls. He does. Oof. Well, uh, <laughs> considering that he doesn't have that much riz, I'm going to actually say that's a one. That is correct, Andrew. Hell yeah. All right, Laura. <laughs> let's All go. right. Tootie is the most unhinged character ever. Dot, dot, dot. Plus, she didn't even fart. <laughs> <laughs> what? Unhinged. Unhinged <laughs> review. That is, I was equally baffled. Um... I think whoever wrote that should be put on a list. <laughs> I mean, she is delightfully unhinged. Yes. But, but uh, she didn't but, even fart. Yeah. I'm going to say that's a one. That is correct. All right. Are you ready, Andrew? I'm ready. Certainly the only story where the happy ending is predicted to stay on is pre- predicated on staying in Missouri. <laughs> they don't like Missouri. Mm, five. Correct. Five. Hell yeah. You know, sometimes nice. you just guess right. It's 50 50. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Laura. All right. I've seen the face of God. <laughs> That's dramatic. <laughs> that was dramatic what? as hell. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, let me let me remember how to talk after that. Um, <laughs> gee, I mean, I want that to be a five, but I think it's a one. I forgot what I'm doing. I am pretty sure that is a five. I'm sorry. Ah, Laura. dang it! <laughs> should I? They, should they I saw the heart? face of God. I yeah. saw the face of God, and I could not yeah. answer it. It was John. <laughs> it was basketball. <laughs> Alright, Angie, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Someone get 2D in therapy stat. Yeah, I mean that that snowman trashing scene, like that is Yeah, that was concerning. <laughs> Especially because I mean, they looked like cement. Like she probably yeah, had it to was really hard to break inexplicably. It's probably probably couldn't actually made of film asbestos. Probably made of asbestos. <laughs> Oh, knowing Hollywood in those days, probably a lot of asbestos. Um, five. That is a one, Andrew. Oh, all right, y'all are still tied. We can. It's anyone's game still. Anyone's game still. Oh no. Okay. 
WTF is a hoochie coochie crying emoji speaking emoji. <laughs> exclamation point. You forgot the exclamation point emoji. Oh, yeah, there's two exclamation points. <laughs> oh, God. This is one of those ones that trips me up because that sounds like a one, but it it just as easily could be a five. <laughs> That's the ball game. The, the culture of Letterboxd uh, has a lot of subtlety to it. Um, <laughs> I like calling Honestly, it a culture. I want an anthropologist. Right. She's so it's right. like a, a culture of bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Um, okay, I I did not go with my gut last time, so I'm gonna go with my gut this time and say that's a one. That is correct. Your gut right. tells you good things. Back in the game. Listen, usually, I do say go with your gut with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's usually their best. <laughs> it does tend to be the better bet. Yeah. If you overthink it, you you end up like Patrick H. Williams, who I'm pretty sure had an aneurysm when he was on this show doing that. He was so upset. But I think it's a one, but that means it's probably a five, which means it's a one. His face, I've never seen someone's face get red on doing this, but my God. Competitive spirit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I almost had to call. Like, yo, it doesn't. No one wins anything here. <laughs> There's no prize. No prize. <laughs> All right, All right, Liz. All right. Ready, Andrew? I'm ready. I don't hate you. I just hate basketball. Brilliant reading. Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Five stars. Correct. Oh, we're still tied. We're still tied. I think there's only one question left. No, there's two I... left. Oh, there's two? Okay. There's two. Oh, you're right. You're All right. right. Yeah. All right. Laura. All right. What the heck is the Halloween scene? Which I, I second that review. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is that? I just walk out into a, like, a literal riot going on. Go have fun, kids. Here's some flour to throw on the p- faces of your neighbors. I make you <laughs> and make sure it's wet before you throw it at them so that they can't. <laughs> if it's not off. wet, it don't stick. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with my gut again and say one. That is correct. Your All gut right. is telling you good things today, Lord. Yeah, clearly. clearly. All right, Andrew, All right. You, could, you could tie it here. You could right. block Laura from winning. I could only tie it here. There's, yes, no, like, there's it. no winning. Well, there's They're two stopping winners. others from winning. That's true. Or which is sometimes winners, just as important. If you think about it that way. I don't. I know you don't. <laughs> All right. Of course, Jess, you give make me read this last one. Um, I didn't make you do shit. You could have read this earlier. I know I could have. I was. <laughs> I thought about it. The gays go crazy for the trolley song. Bang, That's bang, gotta bang, be a five. The that is a has five. To be a five. And that is a tie! That All is right. the letterbox game. Congratulations to both of you. We are both adequate enough in this game of nothingness. <laughs> what did we win? You won a trip to the Mitch Show. Oh, hey. fuck. Ah, oh, the Mitch Show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andrew. Do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? 
I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Andrew. Do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. 
With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, Forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factors two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, To my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com slash musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana 2. You'll you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. (laughs) So go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Sorry to interrupt you on the show, but we've got a show to you. Today's show is brought to you by extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Over at Patreon, you get tons of cool stuff. Me and Liz just did a tier list of all the best teen comedies, which is pretty neat. Andrew <laughs> yeah. and I are going to be doing more Glee commentaries, which will be interesting. Maybe we'll grab some guests in. I want people that have never seen. Laura, have you seen Glee before? I, I have. Not the whole thing, though. Cool. I Come on. We'll do a commentary with you. We'll show you any horrible episode of Glee and just get your live reaction. It'll be a good Sounds time. Sounds good. Yeah. Right. Let's do I've it. seen all of it. My experience is done. <laughs> I just need people that haven't, like, I, I want to do Shooting Star episode for you Glee, Gleeks out there. That, that'll that be a good one. Um, I won't say anything no more Gleek than that. No wants to talk about Shooting Star, Jess. You've never spoken to one. I do. Laura, you'll love it. Andrew, you'll love it. But if you join us on Patreon, you will see things like that. And you will see Laura's lovely face right now. And oh my God, they are doing the the ceiling dangly thing. They're spinning all around on the ceiling. I know they do this in real life too, but uh, oh my gosh, they're doing it on here. And you'll never be able to prove me wrong until you join our Patreon and see it for yourself. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> our current patrons are Melissa Goldman, Danielle Rennix, Justice Stampede, Ewan Casty, Monica Throw, Brent Black, with Daniel Stacy Coon, Joseph Evans Green, Mary Lou Show, Cat John Vanals, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Jen AC, Scoot in the Technicolor, Dreamcoat, Liz Lib, Nothing is Certain Except Beth, and Taxes, Thesbian, Roger. Robert Benjamin, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Chris Marco, Kiji Marie Anastasio, Trevi Joseph, Layla, RJ Noriga, Julia McLennan, Bjorn Hermans, Toriana Frazier, Sammy, The Adequate Amount, L- Jacobson, Angela, Kaylee Blazier, Cinemageddon Reviews, Villainous Miss, Sofiana Ali, The Omega Geek, Paige Pearson, Maddie Wargle, Lisa Erdman, Anna Loskatova, Sarah Den Bleckier, Evan Ball, Zachary Torres, Rora Morasso, Mara Forloin, Lisa L, Possessed Washing Machine, Nick Roten, Puffy Boy, Julia Hardy, Sydney Hicks, Anna Bell, Bailey Clifton, Andrew Wright, The Red Caboose, Kaboom, Gold Plated Kiki Mora, Julia Balderdotier, uh, Rex and Jewel Brown, they all give us money. Why don't you give us money? I will dance for you on this. Like, if you don't give us money, come on, give us money. It's an audio format. You can't prove I'm not dancing. All right, let's get back to the show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's so many, like, I, there's no way to just not go down the list and talk about all of them. But the earwormiest earworm of them all has to be the title song, Meet Me in St. Louis. Louis? So, was this written? This was not written for the show, as far as I'm aware. This was written no. for the for the actual uh, World's Fair, or written because of the World's Fair. One of the two. Yes, um, written in 1904 for the World's Fair. Um, there's only I think four or five original songs that they wrote to be integrated. Um, three by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine, and one by Arthur Freed and. Nessio Herb Brown, um, and there was one written by Rodgers and Hammerstein that did not make the <laughs> did not make the final cut. Um, but what do you think about this song, Laura? Oh, Meet Me in St. Louis. It's it's. I mean, it's a banger. Yeah, it just. <laughs> yeah, it's just a delight. And I I I think a lot of the appeal of this movie, like as a theater kid, was just kind of like this this world where like everyone is singing all of the time which i know is like all musicals but like there there's a level of diegesis in this particular movie that is extremely fun that it's like you know it's heightened but like most of the songs the idea is that like this is a song that everybody knows and they're all just singing it because it's fun to sing together and so just like 
especially just like that first scene where you see just like all of these different people who are all singing this song as they're all like going about their life. I I just think it like gets the vibe across so mm-hmm. well. And it basically sets it up like we're going to have original songs, but we're also a jukebox musical, which is one of many things this has in common with uh, Moulin Rouge, um, a film, I think, a very <laughs> similar tone and vibe. The moment I saw him smile, I knew he was just my style, my only regret is we've never met, though I dream of him all the while. But he doesn't know I exist No matter how I may persist So it's clear to see There's no hope for me Though I live at 5135 Kensington Avenue And he lives at 5133 over the banister, which is our "I Want" song, um, sung by Judy Garland, and I, I love it. Um, I think the song really kind of evokes that childhood kind of yearning for something so close, but also very far away. Um, and Wait. also, she plays it so well. Are we talking about "Over the Banister" or "The Boy Next Door"? The Boy Next Door. I don't know why okay. I said it over the banister. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't Boy Next Door the only one? No, Over the Banister is the one where they're singing um, Over the Banister um, yeah. while shutting off lights. I am so sorry. I was no, literally what? looking at it, and it is just completely incorrect. Um, yes, The Boy Next Door is the one I was referring <laughs> Andrew, to. really emphasize that he was incorrect. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Play a wooga sounds and booing and like real uh, the jackass noise. All of those noises. <laughs> Okay, I'll play all of those in that order. Yes, play all of them. Um, the Boy Next Door, the song where she doxes herself and the boy. Um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, what do you think of that song, Laura? I I have to be honest, this is not my favorite. Um, like right? I, okay. I, I think it's the right thing for the moment, but it is just like... Of the songs in the movie, it is the one that is least interesting to me. Um, and it's not because it doesn't work, and it's not because Judy Garland isn't, like, absolutely flexing it. It's just, like, for me personally, it just doesn't do what, like, some of the spoken scenes do in terms of, like, the mm-hmm. way I want to see those emotions played, personally. I get that, but I, I also just felt so entranced by it. And maybe yeah, it was because there fair. was so much without music for quite a bit of this movie or I'm like okay a song thank goodness yes please give it to me um and a lot of the songs in this are diegetic and returning to um once again folk music skip to my loo um and I was drunk last night which is a very funny number where little little Tootie is singing about being drunk now I'm not even 100% sure if the character knows what that means even <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm guessing no. I think she just, just likes the, the song before that people are gasping at her singing this, which I think is the <laughs> biggest part of it. You know. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we should probably talk about under the bamboo tea tree. If you like a me, like I like a you, and we like a both the same, I like to say this very 
I I have seen no proof that this is um you know a minstrel song. It is definitely a song of the ragtime from those days. There is a lot of kind of phonetic speak that feels <laughs> gross to me. Um but maybe it's just me getting the context of what's being said and uh, it's not great. However, in the context of the story, these rich white people probably were racist. So, is it representing probably. the culture of they the time were accurately? Yeah. <laughs> they like, were definitely, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's one of the few times where, like, the racism kind of adds to the wealth and privilege of these characters that we're watching. And yeah. their kind of ignorance. However, I'd be lying if I didn't say I felt uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, this is like, this is the land of contrasts for me yes. because, like, the song is, it is, it has not aged well, uh, <laughs> and that's that's one of those things that I'm actually, I I would be curious to what extent that was almost like, even the '40s being like, we need them to be even more racist. Like, I doubt it, but I there's part of me that's like, I I wonder if there was some sort of awareness there. I I doubt it. I think that's probably me trying to put like 2020s sensibility on it. But um, that's a thing that I think about. But like the context of the song in terms of like what it's doing in the movie mm. is one of the sweetest moments to me like i i just i love that so much and it like yeah. makes me so nostalgic like i i because this is uh for folks who haven't seen it is it's a uh, Esther judy garland and tootie uh singing this song and dancing for the people who are at the older sisters fancy party um <laughs> and tootie has come downstairs and been like i want to sing a song uh and Rose is playing the piano for them, and it's just, like, I have a sister who's younger than me, and, like, we absolutely would make people watch us sing and dance, like, the stuff that we had, like, learned at theater camp together, like, if anyone was over at the house. So it's just, mm -hmm. like, it's just very sweet interaction between these two actresses, <laughs> um, and they're, they're just, and Tootie is just the best, um, and so, but, like, at the same time, they are singing this really unfortunate and very racist song and it's just kind of like you just have to kind of sit with all of that at the same time and none of it cancels out the rest of it it just kind of is complicated and yeah yeah but i feel like a lot of young people without an awareness of cultures outside their own accidentally do sing racist songs in their youth like especially Absolutely. in the south like yeah even looking at some and of the, the things 1940s that yeah. They did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, today they still do it on purpose. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but they did it more in the 40s. Yeah, 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 no, <laughs> definitely. But we have to talk about the trolley song. The 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 most the second most iconic song in this movie. Uh truly I peak love cinema. The trolley song. I love the trolley song. Chug, chug, chug with the motor. Bum, bum, bum 
like it's hard to talk anything bad about the trolley song aside from the fact that it just kind of starts you're just kind of leave that scene where she gets left at the banister and turning off lights all by herself to like we're at the trolleys now yeah i'm down for it you know let's just let's just move on we don't need to don't need to dwell on that shit it's it's trolley time it's on your crush you just keep going you go on to the trolley she says, "Like, are you gonna come? Are you gonna come to the fairgrounds with us on Friday?" So it is like it, mm-hmm. it's been like planted as that's probably the next important thing that's gonna happen. Yeah. And she doesn't start of. singing till till her man shows up, like trying to get on the trolley, running after it. Does he somehow. ever get on the trolley, or does he just chase it down like Spider Man oh, in the beginning? He does get he does. on the trolley. Yeah. Okay. He's at, he's on at the end of the scene. Yeah, he's there. Okay. Yeah. And Trudy Garland has to. Just very sweetly, like, play it cool and be like, no, I was not just singing a whole song about how excited I was that you got on this trolley and everyone else on this trolley doesn't know exactly how excited I am that you made it. Um, It's so cute. She nails the song so much. And, like, the, the old-timey effects of the trolley moving and the rear projection, it's just charm galore. Um, yeah start to end um and it's one of the few songs that actually puts you in a different place tells the story with characters instead of just kind of let's sing a song in this moment because it's fun it kind of made me realize that i took i took the trolley song for granted i didn't know where it came from i just kind (laughs) of knew it and i was i i never thought about it like where did this song come from yeah i am a little embarrassed the first place i heard this song out what in my where was it i mean i first heard it on glee with my high starched collar and my high top shoes and my hair piled high upon my head, I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. Um, I had not heard it any other place. I the first time I heard the trolley song was watching uh, Jane Lynch and Carol Burnett try to sing it, and I was like, "This song kind of sucks." And then I heard this version. I was like, "Oh, this song's good. Never mind." It was just the Glee version. I, I think had no I, idea they did that on Glee. They did. It was oh my season God. five or six. It was very late in the run when they were out of songs. Oh, jeez. So they did the I, trolley they, song. They like have... ruining as much as they could. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, I think I might oh, have no. you beat for cringe discoveries oh, really? on the trolley song. You, me, watching Terrible Night singing on Fox is not is not cringe. I don't know if you remember a show called The Life and Times of Juniper Lee. No. It was an animated Cartoon Network show um, about uh, basically it was like Kit Kim Possible, but with like a little bit of an Asian culture flair. And they are oh. doing a production of Meet Me in St. Louis. So they sing the trolley song like 50 times in it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, and that was my first discovery of the trolley song. Andrew, I don't know if clips exist from it, but you should play it right here if it does. I will try, but yeah. we There are definitely will clips see. of the Glee version, but. Hit it, Harry! Clang, clang, clang! 
went the trolley. A ding, ding, ding went the bell. Zing, zing, zing went my heartstrings. From the moment I saw him, I. Well, I guess that leads us to the the biggest song of the entire film. What we're all waiting for, the 11 o'clock number. The reason why we're talking about this around the Christmas season. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. The the originator, the beautiful song. The best version, um, without even comparison, because it's the only one that doesn't change the fucking lyrics. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Next year all our troubles will be miles away. again as in olden days happy golden days of your faithful friends who were dear to us will be near to us once more someday soon be together if the fates allow until then we'll have to muddle through somehow What can be said about this song, really? Um, Laura, what you, is this, was this your first... It couldn't have been your first interpretation of this song. No, no. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it is, uh, you know, my arguments in support of one of the hills I will die on, probably the hill I will die on the most, which is that hang a shining star upon the highest bow is a crime against humanity. Ooh. Yeah. Coward's way out. Um, and just, yeah, like, it, uh, the context in this movie, I think just like really helps to drive that home. Right. And I mean, it is one of those things like, like, like we've been saying, like nothing that bad is happening. They, they, they're just getting ready to move. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be fine, but like the feelings around it are not fine. Like the feelings around it are like, this is their last Christmas in this place. That's their home. And that's so hard and so sad and so bittersweet because it's also Christmas. And, like, so it's just, like, this song that is made to meet you in those moments where it's, like, having it be Christmas is, like, a little bit hard. And, like, it's still Christmas and you still want to enjoy it being Mm -hmm. Christmas, but, like, that doesn't just, like suddenly make everything merry and bright like it's it's just you just muddle through some christmases and it just makes me so sad that like there is this song that does capture that feeling so perfectly and like 
the Christmas music industrial complex looked at that and was like, oh, I'm sorry, you forgot the part where we need to be happy all the time. Uh, you mean and, Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I Michael was actually going to just yeah. ask if you know the history with this song's lyrics, even dating back were, to this film. Uh, they were they were even worse, right? Yes, I do have these lyrics out, and I think Entertainment Weekly um, did a little but uh, write up about this. Chris Willman um, um, about three years ago. The original lyrics bef- that Judy Garland refused to sing, she's like, that's too much of a downer, but in my opinion, fit the story a little better, um, was, have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last. Next year, we all may be living in the past. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let that champagne cork. Next year, we all will be living in New York. Um, no good times like in olden days. Happen golden days of yours. Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us no more. But at least we'll all live together if the fates will love allow from now on we'll have to meddle through somehow which is much more specific to the situation they're dealing with but judy garland did not like that and they made it what it is in the current film yeah and i think i think she's right like for the character beat i think she was absolutely right Mm -hmm. that like she's struggling and she's she's trying to hide how much she's struggling that i mean she's like this was another one that hit me kind of for the first time this time is that like mm-hmm. she's she's turning down a proposal from this guy like she doesn't say it in words but like right. you can tell she's turning down his proposal because she doesn't want the rest of her family to move away and leave her behind like she doesn't she doesn't want to leave them behind yet and so she like this whole movie has been about her having this crush on this guy and he proposes and like it's as soon as he's like, oh, that when you go to New York, it'll be with your husband, that you can see her be like, actually no, like being with my family is more important to me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then Tootie's so like having in her feelings as well, and so she's like pushing down her struggles so that she can try to cheer her little sister up. And like I I just I think the the lyrics that ended up in the movie are such a better representation of that as an emotional moment than the darker ones. I a hundred percent agree. I I was, I like those lyrics though, as I would prefer (laughs) those be the ones that Michael Buble and all them sing. But sadly, (laughs) Frank Sinatra had to jump in and be like, I'm not going to be singing that. It's not going to have nothing like that. We're going to hang a shining star upon the highest bow. God damn it. Well, I'll just throw in a little plug for, my two favorite recordings uh, yes, that please. don't change it are um, James Taylor, of course, uh, like very kind of similar vibe, just a little quieter kind of melancholy. Um, but also Ella Fitzgerald's recording mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, it's a very different mood. Um, it's very kind of upbeat, but um, she still keeps the until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. And that was very like that was my 20 like Christmas 2020 anthem. Right. And I think it was for a lot of people that it's yeah. like, oh, this sucks. But like, we're just going to try to party anyway. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think she just gets that that contrast really well. Someday soon we all will be together if the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Andrew, Liz, do you have anything to add? I didn't even know there was darker lyrics to the song, yeah. but I like them better already. <laughs> <laughs> Every Christmas song is about how Christmas is great and fun, so let's have some that aren't. Yeah, yeah. No, my job, uh, my real life job, recently started playing the Christmas music all that all day, and I heard like four different versions of this song within like a six hour period, and it's like that's the only thing I really like. This is much better than all of them combined. So it 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 is a good song, a good way to end the movie, a good way to lead into a bunch of snowman murder. Uh, <laughs> the snowman murder really snowman makes it amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Is- it's just yeah, she's she's a little kid and she just has so many feelings and it just it's heartbreaking on that way as the, yeah. as the little sister of my family i felt that scene because i yeah. have that frustration but like no one will listen to me because i'm the baby sister i'm like i'm frustrated listen to me i yeah. have a voice listen to me i will smash your snowman so let's talk about margaret o'brien really really quick for this year, just for she was in uh, my favorite version of Jane Eyre, the uh, Orson Welles one, where she played Adele, and she's very, very cute and very sweet in that, as well as this. And for all of her work in this, she was given an Academy Award, like a little kind of junior Academy Award, like "Good job, kid, way to show your stuff." Um, and she was very known for like having contests of who could work up tears the fastest. Like she was like the most on the dot kind of child actress of the time and when i see her crying in this film i'm like oh my god that is there's a difference between like actor crying and like proper sobs <laughs> and she's like doing like the ugly kind of non-performative sobs and it's like ooh, ooh, that it hurts um and that is what won her the oscar like that one slightly out of focus shot of her sobbing looking out the window i'm like mm. Oof, that, that that cuts right to the soul. Um, but on that note, what is our overall thoughts on Meet Me in St. Louis and our cheese ratings? Um, you know what, Liz? You never go first, and I want to put you on the spot. How about you go first? Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know I haven't spoken much this episode, so... Um, you gotta go first. Fine. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I really like low-stakes movies. Like, I really like movies where, like, the main conflict is, like, super low-key and, like, won't make the world end. Like, it's like, we're sad, we're moving. That's enough for me. I don't, I don't need Avengers-style conflict. I just need, like, an inner, internal family conflict. That's good enough. Like, I really, the family dynamic's amazing. The songs are great. I really enjoyed it. I was in the right mood to watch this. I've been, I recently, like, changed jobs and I've been sleeping a little less and it really improved my mood uh, from all my tiredness that I've been experiencing lately. So uh, I've been enjoying it was a great fun. So I would recommend this highly even for the 20 minutes of Christmas that's in it. It's only like 20 minutes. <laughs> so you also it's get 20 minutes of Halloween. Thing. Yeah, there's t- if the you can watch it for any vibes. holiday. Just pick a, pick a section. It's one of those. What were you saying, Andrew? Uh, the whole thing is Christmas vibes, though. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's vibes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give this my dad's a uh, spinach cheese lasagna he makes every Christmas at my house. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Um, it sounds. But you've also created this image of me of John Truitt getting his Infinity Gauntlet, and he's gonna get the Infinity <laughs> Basketballs. <laughs> 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 They're not even all different this. colored basketballs, they're just different <laughs> sized basketballs. 
Yeah. This the, one has more air in it. This one has no air in it. I'll never go to the tailor again. He was busy. <laughs> Laura, how about you? What is your th- overall thoughts on the film and your cheese rating? Oh, I I love this movie. I I feel like I don't have a lot to add that I haven't said already. And thank you so much for this opportunity oh, to gush about it. Um, yeah, I think it's a. Uh, it, it is clear that it's eighty years old, and um, <laughs> most of the time, that's in a way that's delightful. And uh, the rest of the time, I think we can acknowledge that it's eighty years old. Um, yes. And, that's uh, just about enough. I, I think it, it generally sits on that level where it's like you can look at it and be like, yeah, wish that didn't happen. But right. like, yeah, uh, it, it was made in a different time. Uh, yeah. And the rest of the time, it's just it's just like just a beautiful representation of those feelings that are about small things, but do feel like they're about the world ending when they're happening um and i just think it it encapsulates that kind of feeling so well um so my i'm gonna give it uh, a nice rock fort uh for just a really strong dramatic addition to any dish including a lot of salt for all of the tears <laughs> that uh at very least these actors will cry if you don't yourself fair enough um that is a wonderful description and just know that you i say this a lot but to you specifically you always have an open invitation if there's ever like i really want to talk about this always always oh those dms are open and we want you back let's just be clear yes (laughs) amazing yeah i i love being this is just a delight every time so yes i'm so glad to hear it andrew overall thoughts she's rating uh yeah i think it's a pretty pretty good uh christmas musical I would say it's something that uh, I would put on at like a Christmas party or something. You know, you just you just put it on, and some people are watching, and some people are talking, and and uh, it's it's got it's got a good holiday vibe to it. And then there's some some banger songs, so it, it's overall pretty good. I'm gonna give it a St. Louis style pizza, um, which is a pizza made with a cracker type crust and cut into squares. Um, and made with uh, Provol cheese, which is apparently a really common cheese in St. Louis. Uh, I also I feel like it's a good a good pick for this because this whole entire movie is cut up into little slices. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, apparently I love it's that a combination answer. of cheddar Swiss and provolone cheese. Apparently, it's really popular in St. Apparently. Louis. <laughs> It's the only thing that happens when you Google St. Louis cheese. That's all it you get. Sounds delicious, though. Um, I thought this was a delight. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it with my parents and watching them be baffled at its existence the entire time. Um, but then again, they're baffled at most films' existences. Um, so it's hard to uh, lifetime films. Like I don't understand this. Um, so hard. That's hard to hold their judgment to scrutiny. Um. I had a good time, um, but I agree. It is like a Turner Classic movie. You throw it on at Christmas time. You don't really kind of pay attention, but you you stand in front of the TV during the big moments and you like really take those in. Um, and it's one of those things where if you it, it, it leisurely on, it's just beautiful imagery. Like tr- we didn't really talk much about the set design, the costume design, and just how incredible everything looks. But this is like a painting in every shot and. 
truly it is gorgeous gorgeous to look at um so my cheese rating is devon garland cheese which is uh semi-hard artisan cheese uh from unpasteurized cow milk because judy garland and that is my tribute to her um yeah i'm sure she really appreciates that Laura, you are a lovely guest. Every time you come on, you bring so much so much to the table and you are such an engaged guest and we really do love having you on and anytime you want to come back on, it is an open invitation. Um but promote your wonderful content for any of the three people out there that don't know who you are. <laughs> no. Uh I make uh I make video essays. Um on YouTube and Nebula, you can find me there uh just Laura Crone. My channel's just my name. Um, my most recent video, uh, as of the time of recording anyway, uh, is about, uh, the band Ghost and their giant theater kid energy, um, so that might be relevant to the interests of some people listening to this podcast, uh, and you can find me, uh, if you want to see me mostly not post things, but occasionally post updates about how videos are going, um, I am Laura Crone on Blue Sky and Down With LCC on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now I am discovering, and you have not once corrected me, Lara Crone, not Laura Crone, as I've called you 90 hundred times in this episode. <laughs> you know, that is something that my whole life people have asked me, like, which one is it? And like, to be completely honest, like, I don't even notice the difference. Like, they're, they're fine. It's, it's Laura with a U. Um, so like, the, it, it's somewhere in between Lara and Laura, and now that I'm thinking about it, I will not even say it right, and it's my own name. So, like, honestly, anywhere on that spectrum is totally fine with me. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was just, like, staring at myself, like, on a whole episode saying their name incorrectly. Three episodes, probably, of saying her name incorrectly. Uh, correctly, as far as I'm concerned, and I, I think I do get to make that decision. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But I also like to pick out a video from our guests that I think they will like, that I think caters to them. And I really, really loved your most recent video on the Pink Isle of Crime Fiction. Um, yeah. The, the Gone Girl say. ripoffs and all that. What I remember when that video came out, Liz and I were doing something else in a release. Yeah. And we're like, well, fuck what we're doing. That's just the rest of our I day. I think I texted Aww. Jess, I'm going to drop everything and watch Laura Crone's new video. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> also, you're the reason I bought my heart as a chainsaw like, oh yes it's like i put it yes. in the back for you yes that that is uh, like nothing means more to me than the number of people who have told me that their response to that video was to read that book and yeah. that that just means so much so i'm i'm so glad i hope you like it i haven't read it yet but i will once i once the holidays hit and i have more free time definitely could get on it amazing you know who definitely should watch Laura Crone's videos? Our wonderful patrons. Thank you guys for watching. We're over on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Musicals of Cheese. We're on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. We're on Patreon, Musicals of Cheese, Instagram, Musicals of Cheese, YouTube page, Musicals of Cheese, Patreon-only podcast, Patreon with Cheese. Email us at musicaltheaterlist at gmail.com to tell us how wrong we are and how we stupidly guffaw at shit. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. Um, Juliet writes ASMR, so every time we have a guest, we ask them to do a little ASMR into the microphone, if you wouldn't mind, Laura. Oh, sure. Um, you can on. say literally anything into the mic you want. Sorry, there, I am right above a garage door that was just closing, so I was just letting uh. it finish. Um, uh, clang, clang, clang.
clang went the trolley. <laughs> oh, that was not even ASMR. That was like <laughs> I don't I don't that, even know what that was, uh, but it happened. That was ten out I of can't ten. Take it back. That was wonderful. <laughs> Um, this show is edited by Andrew DeWolf and he's doing a great job. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for clang, clang, clanging the trolley. <laughs> All right. Anything else we have to say before we wrap this Should on up? some new videos on the musicals of Cheese YouTube channel soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Look out for that. Hopefully. Look out for that. Liz does a wonderful job there and truly one of the best of us. Um, all right. We'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.